Hey there and welcome back to the Angel Investors Access Show. On this series, we talk to startups, angel investors, VC firms, mentors, coaches, and stakeholders that play a part in the Australian entrepreneurial ecosystem. Proudly brought to you by C2 Angels, helping build a community of like-minded aspiring angel investors right across Australia and beyond. Have you booked your angel opportunity investment discovery session yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Become an angel investor today and visit c2angels.com. And now let's head to the next episode and join me with our special guest. Well, welcome back everyone to the Angel Investors Access Show with your host, Brandon Burns. I'm excited today, it's 9.30 in the morning here in Melbourne and I believe it's about half past four in Silicon Valley. And with you on the line is Sean Flynn. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you for doing it a great time for me. This is, this is the perfect <laughs> time of day. So thank you, Brandon. Mate, my pleasure. Now, you are the head of incubation at TechCode Accelerator in the States. You've worked with Bay Angels. And more importantly, you are the host to the stars of Silicon Valley on your very own podcast, The Silicon Valley Podcast. My, my number one question for you, Sean, is... How the hell did you secure that show name? How wasn't it already taken? <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you how. I actually have a few uh, amazing domain names that circle around it as well. And uh, we're coming out with a package to look in the future of, of some of the top uh, podcasts in the area here on entrepreneurship and, and tech that will be on this platform. So uh, I pretty much lucked out, I would say, with the name. Maybe no one else had a big <laughs> enough ego to grab it. I, I can't tell you how. <laughs> No, that's all good, man. So what I'm keen to learn from you is, and for our listeners and viewers, if we had to describe a day in the life of Sean Flynn, and yes, things have changed recently with the current circumstances, but if I could cast your mind back to pre-COVID-19, what would a typical day in life look like for Sean Flynn? I'm going to be honest, it hasn't really changed that much. Considering literally my whole day is some type of meetings, either where it was Zoom or, or at a coffee shop, countless numbers of messages on WeChat, on WhatsApp, on uh, on LinkedIn. It, it seems kind of just putting pieces together, connecting these people, hearing what's going on here and over there, and, and just aligning everyone up. But my day itself hasn't changed so much. I mean, it starts super early and super late with hopefully some breaks in the middle. So <laughs> I can't. Well, is there, um, if, for, those, for those of you listening and watching, if you were to uh, Google Sean Flynn and find him on LinkedIn, you'll notice that occasionally his days, I believe, are filled with Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighting and salsa dancing. Sean, is there any truth to that? So the, the salsa dancing, my, my wife loves it. That keeps <laughs> us, that keeps everyone happy. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, I haven't got to practice as much as I'd like to over the last year, year and a half because of the, the commitments, because of the traveling. But I got my purple belt. Uh, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest sports ever. I love the whole human chess factor where if you can outthink the opponent or move uh, a few moves ahead, you know, size doesn't play as big of a part in it as most other sports. And the camaraderie and everything, I, I just love it. But the mind-body game, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. So, yeah. Awesome. So, we've obviously had a quick chat off air regarding C2 Angels and, and the mission we're on here to really try and, you know, awaken more aspiring angel investors to get involved, 
and start tipping in and contributing to early stage startups. I'm very keen to learn from you, given you've got experience across incubators, accelerators, the Bay Angel Investor Group, you've got experience in Chinese and Asian markets as well as US. Where is it right now in your space that you're seeing a significant amount of traction and growth that's really sparking your interest and making you think, wow, there's some opportunity to be had over there? Oh God, there's a ton of things that people are talking about. Uh, just the other day, I was a moderator for a panel for Invest in Hong Kong, which talked about the opportunities between Silicon Valley and Hong Kong in post-COVID-19 and some of the things that are, are getting investment. I mean, one of the, on the panel, there was a VC that said, we just, you know, we just made an investment last month, but the fintech space. I mean, if you think about payments, if you think about logistics, everything. And we have these banks that 40 years ago had most cutting edge technology, but have they really updated in the last 40 years? And there's so many regulations in place that many of them couldn't update. And it's kind of amazing to hear that they're working on this, the software stack that's 30, 40 years old, but there's a ton of room there for advancement, for, for new tech, for startups to implement their technology robotic uh, robotic process automation. I mean, with people working at home, some of these manual tasks are gonna have to be outsourced and bots are gonna have to be used in assistance to get things done. Uh, the telehealth, just, I can't even tell you how, as bad as it sounds, what's happening now is forcing us to take five, 10 years of technology and push it together in one or two quarters. So we're, we're, we're at this stage right now where if you're adaptable, if you're open-minded, your company can actually position itself to thrive coming out of this. Mm -hmm. and, whereas these others were your competition that may have had all these roadblocks, all this process put in that even though they're so far ahead, they may get, they may get lapped. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity right now for a lot of these companies. And another thing is, a lot of these big corporations are, are seeing they need to change and mm -hmm. so are open to having these conversations with the early stage companies. Whereas before it would take, you know, months to get your foot in the door to get these meetings. Now there's, now they're reaching out going, listen, wow. we know we need to change. Do you guys have mm -hmm. a solution that can help us? So there's a lot going on right now. That's exciting for many people. Yes. I know it's horrible for, for everyone, mm -hmm. but I mean, in China, the, the word for, you know, opportunities like chaos and opportunity, you know, it's all combined. And that's what, that's what's happening right now. There's in this chaos, there's opportunity. Yeah. Love it. Excellent. That's great to hear. And, and very um, promising to hear for, for, for early stage startups looking to get their foot in the door. All right. So you've had experience on all different sides of this and I'm keen to hear from you, given that you've you sort of witnessed raising from all different elements. Could you outline for me maybe one of the best pieces of advice you've seen given to a startup or an investor and one of the worst pieces of advice? And I'm keen to hear the worst because our audience seems to have an appetite for the juicy, bad advice. So feel free to make it as, as bad as you can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we could have, we have a full day of stories there. Um, uh, the, the best advice I'll start with that is, is I heard this at, maybe five years ago, five or six years ago. And I remember, and it just resonated with me. It stuck with me just because of how, 
how true it was. It was uh, the person, uh, there's an angel group, Kretsu Forum. They had a Kretsu Academy where they, they would teach their members uh, before joining uh, kind of how to vet deals, screen deals, due diligence. And the person teaching this, uh, he'd asked me if I wanted to take their course and expand it into the Asian market, the Kretsu Academy, you know, uh, take it overseas. And I got talking to him and I was looking through all the material he's telling me. And one thing, he, there's one page, there's one page. And it said, what is the probability of getting my money back at a multiple I'm happy with? And I looked at that. I was like, wait, what's it? He's like, that's, that's the summary of the mindset of every investor and every startup. When you're an investor, you should look at it going, okay, this company here in front of me, what is the probability I'm going to get my money back at a multiple I'm happy with? If the probability is less, that multiple has to be higher. If the multiple is lower, the probability has to be higher. I mean, they, they, they correlate. And if I'm a startup and I'm pitching an investor, I have to Think of my story, my company in the same way. What are the chances that he's going to get his money back at a multiple he's happy with? And if those, if I can get that level, I have the chance of getting the investment. If I'm way out of whack, if the multiple is, you know, 2x, but yet there's only a 2% chance of them getting it, there's no way anyone's going to write me a check. But if it's the opposite, maybe it's a 10% chance to get their money back at a 15 multiple. They're going to take that, you know, they're, they're going to take that risk. It's in their, their wheelhouse. It's in their, you know, their thesis. So as the investor, as a startup, I think that one sentence really summarizes it instead of, you know, a whole, a whole book on it. But yeah. Yeah. And, give, and, give me the worst piece of advice. Give me the juicy one. There, God, there, there's, there's so many. So some examples we hear are you have to have money to make money. Um, there's others that, that say it's all about raising. There's, there's others that say, often we get people that highlight bad advice around it, success all hinging on one element. And often, as we know, that's not the case. It, it has to be a, co a component of you know, two or three things. Okay, then I think I'm gonna say something then that maybe has never been said on this show. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think the worst advice is not getting advice. Okay. And what I mean by that is when the investor just goes, Oh yeah, this looks interesting. Can you get back to us maybe in six months? And, and the startup or anyone just just walks away. They never ask the question like, "What do you mean by that? What are what do we need to actually do to get to the milestones to hit the marks that you're you're excited about?" I, I think the the worst advice is not getting any. I think it's yeah. when people just accept the fact, you know, whatever the person says, that's it, and never actually dives into it. I mean, really, what's the problem with asking an investor, hey, how many investments have you made? Like, really, do you actually have money to invest? What's wrong with, you know, the, the founder or the investor tell, asking the startup, okay, really, what's your six-month uh, plan, you know, in your personal life? Are you going to have, I, I mean, maybe it's illegal in Australia, but you could just have that conversation like, hey, are you going to get, you know, are you going to get married? Are you going to have kids, you know? what what's really going on what what you know is this money where are you going to deploy the money it says marketing started sales you know do you have any liens on anything do you have credit card problems it's going to come up in due diligence six you know a month later anyway if the deal looks like it's going good why not just say it on day one and save everyone time yeah um so but but yeah i guess i guess some bad advice i <laughs> <laughs> i i guess would say it would just 
Yeah, I, I think kind of that sums it up because I mean, I could go into like conversations where a question was asked and then the two founders argue with each other. Or um, I remember this this one meeting, it wasn't so much a one term. Okay, maybe maybe just bad advice is if you work hard, you'll get what you want. I, yep. I think I think that's bad advice. <laughs> you got to work smart. <laughs> you got to actually listen to the market. You got to listen to everyone. Yeah. But I like yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for investors listening to this show, is there, and obviously a predominantly Australian audience, as you know, but is there an example of a startup or a scale-up that you've witnessed personally recently that's had a really good growth trajectory and you almost anticipated it watching it because you could see that they were doing a couple of key things right. And the reason why I asked this question is because we're really trying to understand what are the key tells and the, the obvious things that an angel investor looking to find talent or a business to invest in can turn to, to validate quickly if yes, they're onto a winner. And like we obviously talk in Australia about Atlassian and Canva and CultureAmp and, and businesses like that that are, that are on the world stage and known to Australians. But maybe you could share with us something you've seen growing really well quickly and the reasons why. And I love how you mentioned Canva. I got to interview Melody Perkins on my show. Oh, wow. And, uh, really? I, it was the, uh, the first episode. So uh, if you, oh, your wow. That's amazing. check it out. It, a great interview. She's a lovely person. Her team was amazing. Uh, yeah. A lot, a lot of fun. But I'm, I think a timely example, and, and some of this has to do with the current environment. And I met this company at your gate. Uh, the founder, PJ, I met him literally five years ago. Uh, I remember sitting down in in the vetting room with Bay Angels. You know, it was the round before picking the companies to go to present to the members. And he has an he had an idea where it was we when you're on your plane, you know, the stewardess, the flight attendants that they don't have enough time to actually go to the restaurants in the airport, we will have a delivery crew, pick up the orders, bring it to you. And I was looking at this going, okay, it's so difficult to get into airports. How are you going to get these contracts, all this stuff? But, you know, his personality just shined. Like when you were talking to him, you were like, okay, this guy's not going to let anything stop him. Like he, he, he had grit, but to a whole new level. You know, I, I would ask a question. He goes, you know what? No one's ever asked me that question give me 24 hours. I'll get you an answer. I was like, okay. You know, he's like, you know what? No, the reason because of this, we can solve that problem. We can solve that problem. We've brought on this person and you looked at his team and his team wasn't, you know, first time people, they all had two, three exits under their belt. They all had experience. And I'm looking at the team also. I was going, okay, if these people trust this guy to lead him, they must really believe in this company. Cause I mean, these people are working for nothing right now when they were coming from, you know, if you looked at their positions, these guys were making high six figures, you know, low sevens. I mean, they, they were top of some big corporations and yet he was able to form this team and, you know, give them nothing but equity and an idea. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at that, you're going, you know, I don't even know what this guy is going to do, but he's going to do something. Yep. And now fast forward it, you know, five years from now, I think at the time, he, he was raising, I don't know, like 
maybe the valuation was like a million dollars or something like that. And now he's raising a, a 64 million. So it, it's gone up quite a bit in a short time, but his little niche because of COVID is got that, yeah. you know, that yeah, hockey totally. stick trajectory because he's the only one that's been in a, a, a couple of airports. He's got contracts. He's got proof of concept. He's, he's got all this. And now the airports are reaching out to him, just opening up the Kimona saying, Hey, we need your service here because of the interaction of people and flights. And we need to prep for when we're re relaunching. I mean, I was looking at his financials the, the other day. Uh, I mean, he's, his pipeline is incredible. So I'm yeah. just, I'm just saying that what I saw in that guy was just the grit, the tenacity, how he was able to form a team with nothing and, and just the the salesmanship. Yep. Like, so it was I, all there. Yep. I, I believe what you're saying, and it indicates that you're obviously talking to the talent and the tenacity of the founder, and also their ability to win the hearts and minds of people to come and be part of their team. So that real ability to attract and influence people to their idea and to the journey they're on. So, and for an in investor looking at that, that sounds that's a great piece of advice because I can see how that gives them an indication of really to focus their efforts, especially at an early stage, on the founder and on the talent. Because hearing that idea, Sean, um, and it sounds like it's on a great trajectory, and, and kudos to him because given the, the airline industries have uh, really taken a hit during this time, um, there's an argument to say that, oh, well, that idea is null and void, but I'm sure that a founder like that possesses the ability to really pivot and uh, weather any challenge. So. Um, the key take out there, I believe, is focus on the talent, challenge the talent, and see what they're made of. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to know from you, as someone who plays on all different sides of the spectrum with the entrepreneurial ecosystem, what, uh, what would be your best advice to someone starting out on their angel investment journey and they've maybe had a little go at the stock market with their friends, they've maybe invested in one or two businesses amongst their family and friends for fun and entertainment. But if you had to outline the best way for them to go about taking their ability to the next level, to really be able to understand and size up a good opportunity and maybe create a career out of angel investing, where would be or what's some of the top resources and ways in which they could quickly and easily skill themselves up? Oh, uh, I mean, join an angel group. Uh, if there's an angel group out there, you know, ask them questions, get to know the members, pick their brain. I mean, there's, there's nothing that takes the place of experience. Mm -hmm. And I mean, one thing that I, I notice is some angels, when they join an angel, angel group, you know, the first one or two months, they're all excited. They're all gung ho, you know, like, yeah. And then, mm -hmm. then they, they peter out pretty quickly, or maybe yep. they invest in two or three companies and nothing happens. They don't have that mindset of, okay, I'm, I'm going to build a portfolio. I know this sector. I'm familiar with it. This angel group focuses on this area that I like. Okay, they, they have deal flow. How do they vet deals? How do they look at things? Um, what's the whole vetting process? You know, find and, and entrench yourself in the community. Go to events. At, have coffee with founders. Even ask them questions like, hey, when you've sat down with other angels, what were the questions they asked you? What was some of that experience? And then, you know, mm -hmm. from them, they may think that you're interrogating them or, but really you're in the knowledge process as well, or, or go to coffee with another angel investor as they meet a startup and they ask questions and 
see what they ask and ask why did you ask that why why does you know their their milestones for the next year count what milestones do you want them to hit hey how come you're looking at this company you know do you have or, or even go to vcs and talk to them going like okay when what round do you guys come in okay well, so what does a company need to get to for you to invest in so if i find a deal in that area maybe i can make an introduction sure and then you know you're talking to both sides you're going hey startup where are you in this process hey vc how far away are they from you and then you're in the middle going okay what needs to go from here to there? Do I have a place in that in that part? And just start asking as many questions as as possible. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of great podcasts. Your podcast, you know, uh, if they want, I've had a couple of VCs and investors in mind. There's a lot of good books out there and resources, but a lot of it is just, you know, especially it's localized too. I mean getting help from overseas probably isn't going to be the same because they're not going to have the same valuations. They're not going to have the same multiples. They may not be as strong in certain areas as others. They may not have the same pathways uh, at, for each stage. Uh, so, you know, that local community is, is huge. I mean, it's, it's almost when you're, when you're starting off, it's almost your own startup as well. You know, you're, you're kind of navigating the waters, you're building your team, which is your community of angels and you're working together. So my, my advice for anyone is get to know the players out there, become buddies with them and ask them questions, what's worked, what hasn't, and start with an open mind because, you know, screening a stock and the valuations and PE multiples and all that, those don't exist with early stage companies. I mean, early stage companies, you have an idea, you have a team, and then you have the market and all that, which is separate, and you have to kind of connect them. You have to go, okay, can this team and their network and their connections fit into this market? Is there a growth path for them? What are the next steps for them? And are those next steps actually here in our ecosystem, or are they gonna have to go overseas to another country or city or whatever? Or, you know, who are the big players that might acquire them? Do I know anyone in my network that I can introduce these people to? I mean, you're just playing three-dimensional chess with all of it. And at first it's overwhelming, you get tired and you need 12 hours of sleep and coffee to stay awake because your mind's just like, oh. But after a while you start, pieces start coming together and things start clicking a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So so I hope I hope that wasn't too much on a tangent. <laughs> no, no, that's good, mate. So we've got time for one last question and I have to ask this because we are Aussies over here. I want to know from you, what was the key takeout or highlight from your chat with Melanie Perkins from Canva? Oh God, uh, on camera or off camera? <laughs> oh no, definitely. let's do it on camera because we, we, we're so keen to hear what it was like. Uh, I mean, to be honest, just how friendly, how friendly she was. Um, the, she also, the moment you talk to her, you could tell she has that grit as well and that never die attitude. And if you listen to her story of how many VCs she approached uh, and how many iterations of her pitch deck, I mean, she went over, uh, you know, this interview was last year, so it's been a while. A hundred iterations of her of her deck changing it every time she met someone and getting feedback and, and alternating the business model idea. And, you know, you just listen to that. And I can't tell you the number of people that give up on step one or step two or step three, let alone like a hundred plus rejections before getting to the next level. And... I mean, even if she wasn't at Canva, if you just talked to her for a minute, you would go, you know, she's going to do something big. 
I think that was the biggest takeaway from the interview. And she also, you could tell the connection between her and her team, the, the expansion, the goals, how important having the culture was and being involved in that team culture. And some startups founders, you could tell, I mean, especially the more technical ones, they have this idea and they're connected to the idea. They're not connected to the, uh, the culture of the company. And that culture is a huge importance to companies, especially as they scale and they grow. And you'll see companies tear themselves apart at different stages. If that unity, if that value system, if, if that hasn't been built and really has that strong foundation. Um, so that was another key takeaway from it. And you, I mean, the people on her team that I was working with before the interview, they all had the same, re, I wanna say respect, love, you know, commitment to the the atmosphere of the culture. And it was very impressive. I mean, there's a few companies you walk in the door and you just, you know that they're special. And that was the feeling I got from, from the interview. Awesome, love it. That's great to hear. All right, well, Sean Flynn, head of incubation at TechGate Accelerators and host of the Silicon Valley podcast. You have been so generous with your time and coming on our show. This is really going to help spike our listenership and our views, mate. So I can't thank you enough. Um, you. We have just touched the surface. Realistically, we're going to have to do this again. Mm. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing more of Sean with you, our audience, and, um, and can't wait to share the full episode soon. So Sean, anything else to add around how people can find you and get in touch and tune into your show? Uh, all my social media is Sean Flynn, S-H-A-W-N-F-L-Y-N-N-S-V. So at Sean Flynn, Facebook, Sean Flynn, SV, YouTube, all that. The website for the podcast is thesiliconvalleypodcast.com. And, and check it out. I release a new episode every Wednesday. And, you know, Brandon, I look forward to any opportunity in the future to collaborate. We are going to do this. Thanks, Sean. Thank you for your time on the show. All right. Thank you. And that's all we have time for today on the Angel Investors Access Show, your series with Brandon Burns from C2 Angels. If you're thinking about becoming an angel investor and you don't know where to start, then you know exactly where to head, c2angels.com, and book your angel investment opportunity discovery session now. Until next time, I'm Brandon Burns, and I'll catch you later.